Welcome to the Bad Podcast. The podcast about three Asian dudes from the Bay. Who only want one thing. Real, Real talk. talk. Welcome back to the 3AD Podcast, everyone. By now, you may have noticed that um, the rotation in hosts for our show changes every three episodes. Well, now it's my turn. And the three episodes I'll be leading you through are fashion, transformation of the Bay Area, and a year in quarantine. The central theme to this trilogy is the importance of identity. And we're going to dive right into it, starting with today's episode on fashion. So with that, my question of the day to you is, what do you think is the importance of having a strong sense of self-identity? Well, this is a deep-ass question. Yeah. Yeah, or any any identity at all kind of thing i mean the short answer is very important i think that people like myself almost spend their whole life trying to figure out their own sense of self and i think that also changes throughout time for me at least my sense of self in high school college my young 20s and even now continue to change um and but some parts also stay so i think having that sense of self identity helps to kind of root myself in my own understanding of me. So in, in that sense, it is really important to me and something that I'm continually trying to like search for and also just understand that it's ever evolving. Yeah, and to me, it's kind of hard because when I was thinking about this question, it kind of, it's one of those things where it's like chicken or the egg type mm -hmm. of deal where it's like without that. So without that identity, you're not as confident. Hmm. Confidence. But that's a good point. But you get confident by having that identity. Gotcha. Right. So it, to me, you know, it's chicken or the egg. Do you become confident by having your identity? Or is it like once you get your identity, you become more confident? Gotcha. Ooh, good question. So just as a matter of clarification, the kind of gist that I drew from that is, is Han, having a sense of identity is important. Um, because it kind of gives you a peace of mind, right? You kind of know know where you are in this world. Definitely. And with with Doug, your um, sense of of self identity is important because it, it gives you confidence to kind of lead your life. My first impression with self identity was that you having a strong self identity will allow you to make the right friends, right? You know who you would want to align with, right? Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what kind of people you want to be with. You know, you know, or or you don't. And it doesn't matter if you're a good person or a bad person. It's just, you know, who you want to deal with. So right. to all our listeners, ask yourself what the importance of identity is and keep that in the back of your mind while we go through these three episodes, because at the very end of all these, uh, of all three of these episodes, I'm going to ask the exact same question to see if anything changed. Oh. So nice. that being said, we're now going to move into our regular day-to-day uh, <laughs> Program. So the first question I have with regards to the fashion episode, keeping identity in the back of our minds is name your industry. What is the standard outfit for interviews in that industry? And if you agree with it, and I guess if you want to like, do you also follow that kind of standard? So I work in healthcare. I mean, I don't wear scrubs or anything because I don't work in the clinical side of things, but you know, it's more of the business or business uh, professional side, but Everyone there does dress up nicely. I mean, there's one guy that comes in with like more or less a suit most days. When you but, say nicely, I'm thinking like a Gucci suit. 
Oh, okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Indochino yeah. at best, please. Yeah, probably like in, but you have people like that. Um, but most of everybody else wears like, you know, slacks, collared shirt. Some people wear ties, but specifically our office is way more relaxed and is more tech like because the office was built kind of like with the like tech office environment in mind. So right. everyone ends ended up, you know, dressing that more down. So even for myself, I mean, beginning I'd, I'd wear slacks and collared, you know, nice collared shirt, but as time kind of progressed and I stayed there longer, you know, I started dressing, not in like straight up like t-shirt and jeans, but it was still like slacks and nice, sir, t-shirt kind of, I don't right. know, kind of half button type of thing, long sleeve. When you I said think- earlier that like your office kind of takes things a little more relaxed, like did did you mean that in like in relation to other offices of that company? Like, yes. Is there other offices of that company that are like shirt and tie every single day? Yeah. So it really depends because uh, our office was kind of like a satellite office where nobody, where no, none of the execs were and the directors themselves were extremely chill as well. So I think that kind of just set the, quote unquote standard but obviously when you know the cmo and stuff like that ends up coming in uh people tend to dress up a little bit more of course you want to look good for the big bosses they don't even know my name (laughs) (laughs) well if you dress nicer maybe they would know your name (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's true for me i work in the stereotypical tech industry for me i work on the sales side though so not engineering and so I don't dress up in the sort of Silicon Valley HBO show type of wear, though I do dress up in kind of the typical tech sales bro fashion. So what I mean by that is uh, what I find is most people wear, at least being a male, collared shirts, typically jeans or more like relaxed pants, um, shoes that are like maybe dress sneakers. That's the best way I think I can put them like Cole Hans and things like that, or Chuck boots um, or like Chelsea boots and things like that. I know the typical bro also wears like a Patagonia vest. I definitely do not wear a Patagonia vest. I, that's you want thing. one. I absolutely do not want one because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think now it has too much of that association. So no, uh, for me at first, I would say I kind of rebelled. I liked wearing a t-shirt and jeans and Chucks every day. That's kind of what I wear on the regular anyway. But I did feel like I wanted to be a little more professional. And as I started working more with clients, I did want to at least have an air of being an adult. So with that in mind, I definitely do wear collared shirts to work. No tie, no jacket, um, jeans or more relaxed slacks. And I did fall into the whole dress sneaker sort of situation. So, cause it feels like Chuck's, but it's more dressed up. I remember the first time I actually have a funny story about that. I went to a conference and I met with a VP with like a bunch of other people from the company. And I was the only one that wasn't in dress shoes or not dress shoes, but like dress, uh, dress sneakers. And so I was wearing like my really beat up chucks and just felt like a scrub. So I was like, all right, I got to buy a a real pair of shoes because (laughs) I look like an idiot. It's it's funny that you say that because, or you said the, like you started dressing up more because when I was working in tech, I always kept it an emergency dress shirt in my like <laughs> in my drawer. That's actually that really never, smart. 
that I never because because I would always show him into you know t-shirt and jeans, right? But one day, one of my coworkers was like, "Oh crap, I have to go to like a client onsite," right? But he was in t-shirt and jeans, so obviously you can't really dress that way. But he knew that I had a <laughs> emergency dress shirt, so I, I lent him my emergency dress shirt. Dual use. You can also go to the club right after work too. <laughs> that too. Um, so I work in biotech. The standard outfit I've seen with people coming into the company and, and you know doing interviews is pretty much the same as what Han and Doug described. It's the um, you know, just, just a regular collar shirt, sometimes with the, the sleeves rolled up, sometimes not, usually not a tie, but sometimes a tie. And then just kind of like, not even like really nice slacks, but like, just like khakis and like some kind of like boots or something like that. Right. Um, and I 100% like, well, correction, I do not 100% agree with that. I, I when I walk in interviews, I normally like, will have a tie, sleeves rolled down kind of thing. And like, not necessarily like a blazer, but like some kind of like, bomber jacket or something like that but yeah i think i don't know do i agree with like dressing down for interviews not necessarily like i think it's always good to put your best foot forward but i also think that when you're more comfortable with what you're wearing your answers and your your mood and your vibe will come off better in the interview yeah i mean not only that too i think dressing for the occasion right i think that's that should be a general rule for anything I, I, we find that where people come in to interview with us and are wearing like a full suit and tie, it's almost, I would say jarring, but it's just not, I guess, what is the environment you're stepping into? Again, I'm sure there are different thought thoughts on this. And maybe some people say, Hey, always dress for success. But I also think just know your audiences is a good sort of barometer for understanding how to dress. All right, guys, thanks for your answer on that. So the second question I have here, before we move into our bad break involves a fun fact. It's not the fun fact for our bad break, but it is a fun fact. And it really fit into the theme um, of, yeah, exactly. Two for one, two birds, one stone into the theme of the importance of identity. So my question and fun fact is that nearly two thirds of consumers globally, roughly 63% prefer to buy goods and services from companies that stand for a shared purpose that reflects their personal values and beliefs and are ditching those that don't, according to a research from, I actually don't know how to pronounce Accenture. the company's name, Accenture, Accenture, Accenture. Accenture um, from a study that they did in 2018. And so we've seen some companies attempt to rise to the challenge, right? Um, like Nike in recent years um, made a sport hijab, which to my knowledge was like a success. Like I heard a lot of people said it was really comfortable. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, and they've, they've made public stances with black lives matter and, and stop Asian hate, but do you guys, right. And here's the question part. How do you guys personally think um, is the best way for like these big brand clothing companies to express their core values? Like what would make you guys want to buy more from like, you know, Nike or, or Adidas or, or Gucci or whatever. For me, it's two things. When companies publicly say this, it almost feels like performative, right? Yeah. And so I feel like to me, if a company is really going to stand behind their core values, I think there's two things really that need to stem. Number one, 
is show it in your process. Like be open and honest about, you know, where your materials come from, how things are being produced. I think that'll shine a lot, a lot of light into, you know, your, the, the values that they proclaim. Second one is money, right? I mean, if they say that they're for these movements or for different causes, either donating, you know, giving money to, I know that's hard for smaller companies, but companies like Nike have plenty of money. Right. And I think that donating to these causes would, you know, again, really put their money where their mouths are. That's how I, I personally feel. I do think their decision to make a sport hijab was actually incredible and great for women athletes who wear hijabs. But, you know, in this, in the recent years with BLM and stop Asian hate, maybe I just have missed it, but I just haven't seen necessarily like how they contribute to those causes in their own way outside of just, you know, Instagram or Instagram yeah, stories. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's social media, quick, quick one-off kind of thing. Yeah. I'll give you an example of one company that I definitely stand behind, which is like Patagonia. I know that's a very tech bro-y thing for me to say. I know that I've already made fun of it at the beginning, but <laughs> they still business- don't have a vest. No, uh, I have jackets, but not a vest. Uh, Cause it's like, my arm's going to be cold anyway. What's the point? What I really respect about them is like small things, but also they have a larger impact. For example, how they recycle and how you can bring jackets back in, um, where they produce their clothes. Even though their clothes are expensive, you know that they're paying their workers well and, and paying the materials and sourcing the right materials. And then lastly, even just how they treat their employees, right? I know it's a small thing, but like they're not open on Black Friday. They don't do Black Friday deals, right? And right, right. They don't want their employees to be working on a holiday that they should be spending their time with their family. So things like that really tell me like, Hey, you really care about the people that work for you and for where your materials are made. And so for me, it makes me want to buy from them more. Yeah. I mean, kind of to echo what Han said, you know, working in marketing, when companies make these statements to me, sometimes it is just, they, they do it because XYZ company is doing it. And a lot of these are like a hot topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's more about, you know, like they're showing sympathy, but it's just sometimes to me, it just is not it. Right. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's like, um, talking without the walking. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And because like at the end of the day, like those are just the social media posts. Mm -hmm. I mean, outside of money, you know, like I think what some other organizations do by setting up small groups within like Salesforce is a really great example because they, they do have, they do have a lot of inclusivity uh, within their organization and their CEO, Mark Benioff is actually very vocal. Like it's one thing, it's one thing for a company to be, to be vocal, but it's another thing for the CEO to be vocal and actually, and actually take a stand, you know, for certain about certain stances, you know, Right. But in terms of like shopping, you know, like clothing companies, I mean, I don't really shop in general. Uh, <laughs> um, man, I just think myself sound hella cheap, but, <laughs> but in, in reality, sustain, sustainability is something that I've started to actually take like a bigger consideration into. Mm-hmm. Um, Hassan Minaj on the, I don't know what episode it is on shoot what is it fast fashion yeah Hassan Minaj's uh episode on fast fashion is is really good it was really eye-opening to really have that viewpoint and the data into how unsustainable current fashion is um 
but again, it's one of those things where it's like you balance price with the companies that you want to spend your money on. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because I haven't seen that episode, right? So I'm going to ask you to describe in one sentence or two after you watched that episode of Hassan Minaj. And I guess, Han, you can answer too because I know you're a big fan of, of, of him. After you watched that episode, like how did it, not to be too like psychiatrist, but like how did it make you feel in like, you know, like, did it make you feel guilty about what you had done? Or did it make you feel inspired to buy from specific brands? Like, just what was the overall effect of learning the knowledge that Hassan Minaj dropped in that episode? Yeah, so I remember, it was funny because I was watching it wearing a shirt from, I think, Zara or Forever 21. And their examples were about, like, Zara and Forever 21. Mm-hmm. And it, it really made me... It did make me feel guilty, but again, I only have like maybe like one or two shirts from Forever 21 or Zara, but I definitely did feel guilty because when I compared that, you know, their price point with like, uh, with like other sustainable clothing companies, mm-hmm. it kind of made me have this like realization of like unsustainable clothing is relatively cheap compared to, compared to this, but at what at what cost right mm-hmm. so i mean that's why i just don't buy clothes in general anymore <laughs> gotcha. and and just to, to add a point here like the, the point was not to i know i used the word guilt maybe i shouldn't have I, the point is not to guilt trip you guys on like having bought fast fashion or whatever but like you know in in today's not necessarily media but in today's content right it's like very the world is becoming smaller right everyone yeah. wants to share what they know about how industries operate, how companies operate. And so I was just curious to know like what kind of effect that knowledge can have on a person kind of thing. And, and again, it's like not to like guilt trip you guys or anything about that, but just in knowing what you guys know about how clothing companies work kind of thing. I was just curious to know how you guys felt about it. That's all. One thing he says at the end of the episode that really struck a chord with me was not to try and guilt trip, but to really help shine a light on the industry And his call to action, I think, is the same one that I try to keep with myself, which is when you buy clothes, just wear them longer. That simple act alone can help reduce the impact on the environment. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I've kept with me. Mm -hmm. So when I'm making purchases, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to keep this for a long time. Is this something that I'm going to wear a year, two years from now? That's probably the reason that half my shirts are just black tees. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's also, I think, a really good signal. So then when I'm looking at you know, an influencer that has a really cool jacket and I'm influenced to try and buy it. I really think to myself like, Hey, am I going to wear this, you know, two, three years from now? And if it's a no, then I really reconsider it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely looking at companies and their values and their practices has been something that I'm starting to do more of, but even outside of that, even if I'm not, if I am going to buy something that maybe only a specific company sells or has a certain style or fit from a, a company that I know fits my body type well, I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to keep this for a long time. So make keep that in mind when making that decision. I, I probably like really missed that because I did not, I do not remember that at all. But <laughs> <laughs> now I feel Were you on your good. phone? That was the part when Netflix is like, are you still watching? <laughs> no, <laughs> like that was definitely scrolling his phone while the episode was still playing. But I would add though, but don't you think it's a little bit more of like voting with your dollars kind of thing, right? Because mm-hmm. then, you know, you shopping at Forever 21 
yeah or like you know fast fashion in general like you're only perpetuating that like cycle that like they they can do what they want to do because that's where i kind of struggle with a lot sometimes because i mean i mean okay obviously i buy clothes but i buy it from like a little bit more like mom pop no not mom pop but like smaller smaller shops Mm -hmm. um Unless it's like a white tee from like Target or something like that. <laughs> uh, I think it's steps, right? I think for me, step one is the clothes that I do have, wear them longer, right? Um, step two is doing research into companies that you are going to buy from in the future. And then step three is that making that decision as a holistic view all the time. That it's like, hey, buy from companies that are, are responsible and that are sustainable and two, also wear them for a long time. So I, I think it's for me, it's just like steps. I definitely agree that I'm not, I'm not a saint and I'm not the best at this. Uh, but I do definitely keep these things in mind when looking at clothes to purchase. And also last thing I'll mention on this, have you guys ever heard of a capsule closet? Nope. Not fancy like you. Yeah, correct. <laughs> it's not fancy. It's a, it's actually a minimalist lifestyle idea that I, that I've come across. Um, but a capsule closet is when you have three or four key items in each category. So you have like four t-shirts, four, like four pants, you know, four shoes, whatever. But the idea is that you can mix and match them to, to create different oh. looks, quote unquote, but you really only have maybe three or four of each item. So it, it makes it look like you have a bunch of different outfits, but really you, you have very few items of clothing. And that's something that I'm trying to incorporate more into my life of like, Hey, I'm wearing a black tee. So that means I can wear this sweater over it. And then maybe this jacket, or maybe just this jacket this day and not the sweater, or I can pair with black jeans versus blue jeans. And it all kind of looks good together. And it looks like I have various outfits, but I only have like six items. You know what I would actually um, compare that to is how I pack when I travel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Because you can't bring your whole closet with you kind of thing. And everything kind of, you can't bring that one yellow sweater because everyone's (laughs) going to know you've been wearing that yellow sweater for the last three weeks. Right. But (laughs) I don't think I could ever get away with that. Mainly because like, I have like a lot of shirts that I just use for like gym shirts, but I feel like I I don't, I don't put that much thought into fashion. I kind of like the Mark Zuckerberg kind of thing where you just like the Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs situation. Yeah. Where you just have like, I have this one brand of shirt, this one brand of pants, and then chucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the capsule closet works, man, because it doesn't matter because it all looks good together regardless, right? Yeah, but all my clothes look good. Together. Yeah, in, the, in exactly. Doug's eyes. So you actually like already his, have a capsule yeah, closet. Yeah, his closet, closet was already capsule. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're all roughly the same color, just different shades of gray, some yeah. darker than others, some lighter 50, than others. 50 shades of gray. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys, for your thoughts on fashion and a little bit of the fashion industry and um hopefully everyone here is thinking a little bit just about how you know their self-identity and their creative outlet does in fact have an effect um on their life so with that we're going to move into our bad break in 2019 One of my personal favorite brands, the North Face, infamously came up with a clever way to get free advertising. The brand took photos of their clothing and equipment at famous outdoor destinations and then edited the Wikipedia entries for those destinations to contain their photos. What I think is hella funny is that they didn't even try to hide it. The North Face claimed in a video that it was a collaborative campaign with Wikipedia that costed them nothing. In the end, 
Wikipedia publicly denied the claim at a later time, um, calling it an unethical use of their site. Now, <laughs> you guys are like my marketing guys. Every time I want to know about the tech industry and marketing, I come to you guys. So I'm kind of curious to know what you guys think about that. Genius. Don't hate the player, uh, hate the game. Yeah, hella genius. <laughs> to, to, like, you know, if you have the opportunity, why not? Cost them nothing except taking a few pictures. And I think one of the things about that too is that it's it's not shock value. I think one of the things I hate about the marketing industry as a whole is that some companies have gone kind of the shock value route. And I think that's pretty lame or shitty, depending on especially how extreme they go. I think this is really a really smart way for North Face to get their brand out there and brand recognition. The only thing that I'll say that's a caveat to that is if Wikipedia feels like it's an unethical use of their site and they deny the claim that they work together, then that gets a little sticky. But to be honest with you, Wikipedia is self-submitted and things like that. So honestly, I think it's just genius. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from the North Face point of view, like as a marketer, it's not my job to say no. All right. I'm going to push the boundaries no matter what, you know, privacy, PR, all the other teams are responsible for telling me like, that's not a good idea, but yeah, on the Wikipedia side as like a, you know, free resource for right. like learning mm-hmm. or research or whatever it's actually used for. Right. I don't know. Not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so smart. <laughs> like my very first thought was like, man, they just should have not said anything and they could have gotten away with it. Uh, fun fact within the fun fact, I didn't know how prevalent North face was with, kids from the bay area can you can you explain to me as someone who didn't grow up in san francisco the until when when did you figure that out though i when i got to college when i met people from san francisco oh gotcha gotcha and then like but, every i was like you know every single person i met from san francisco has a north face backpack yeah i i, I don't know I, I think my guess is probably like the weather right oh yeah because it's always it's, the weather, it's always so like, like 65 a, and overcast yeah and it's and it's not like people out here would dress super fashionably right and so like being able to have that outer shell or outer like jacket, you know, just helps serve, you know, multiple, multiple purposes. And in case it rains, that's my guess. Dope. Yeah. But it's just like, now that you asked that question, I'm like, I don't know why it did like catch on so aggressively in the Bay Area. <laughs> like why didn't Columbia, right. Or, you know what I mean? Or like REI or something like that catch on as much when technically like, they serve the same function, right? It's just North Face is more fire because it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I fell for it. I had a recon backpack. I, I bought, yeah. you know, a North Face jacket that they were practically giving away because it was on sale, even though it was still, you know, a couple hundred dollars and I definitely couldn't afford it as a kid. But I don't know. I don't know why the North Face blew up so much. Okay. So, guys, um, next question that I have barreled up here is what was one clothing trend that you experimented with in the past or present and then decided it wasn't for you? And what was the reason that you gave up on it? Oh man. I'm trying to call myself or you're trying to call us out now for like poor, <laughs> poor fashion choices. I mean, I was never really fashionable to be honest. Lies. But, but in high school, I used to try to, you remember when polos from like from Gap or and or and Old Navy were a thing? I thought they were gonna say Abercrombie, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I tried pulling that off, and I was it was a complete no go. I probably wore it for like 
maybe like a few weeks. And I was like, yeah, this ain't it. And Why then, wasn't it it? Because Kanye West eventually made Polo super popular. I don't I think it was just like, I think it was because it was more baggy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Not that I wear fitted clothes, but that and it was like the, and the designs were a lot more out there. Loud. Yeah. And even going into college, I tried getting into more like louder shirts. Um, yeah. It was like, it ain't it. This ain't it. Were you able to reuse those polos when you worked at the golf club? No, because I still wore a jumpsuit. So it wore a jumpsuit to work? Yeah. That's kind of rad, actually. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a white jumpsuit walking around in grass. Then tell me how rad it is. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Initially, when you said jumpsuit, I imagined ludicrous and too fast, too furious opening scene. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was picturing. (laughs) But then when you were like white walking around in wet grass, I was like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, But but it's funny because like I usually try to stray away from like loud colors, but then. I wore a tie-dye shirt. I was like, oh, I think I can get into tie-dye, which is like not, which is pretty loud, but yeah. I think tie-dye has its own place. Yeah, I definitely didn't think I was into tie-dye either, but if I have one, it's also a band tee, so that also kind of works out, so. Oh, gotcha. Mine was handmade. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> see, even more love behind it. It's awesome. The one clothing trend that I definitely tried and not exactly regret, but like, it's like, man, what was I thinking? Was for sure sagging pants because I would definitely sag them way too low. They fell off one time in front of my crush at church. I was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it just, but, the story just kept getting better. It was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Imagine I, your, your parents being like, Daniel. <laughs> in front of everybody during communion. <laughs> D-R-Y-M. Pull up your pants. Yeah, no, it was... Um, yeah, that, that whole era was cool, and then it, I mean, it's, I still think it's cool. I kind of sag my pants, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just not a good time. I think for me, the biggest regret I have is just the Abercrombie look. So I worked at Abercrombie for a couple of years. Nice. That's right, years. I mean, it was like summers and stuff, but. He was an Abercrombie model. I was not an Abercrombie model. He's got that shirtless in the front. Um, absolutely not. I'm just jealous because I could never afford Abercrombie in my it's, whole life. I so had maybe like two shirts. The real <laughs> trick of Abercrombie is that their stuff was so expensive and you got paid minimum wage working there. So by the time you use your paycheck to buy clothes there, you had no more money. So that was the real trick of Abercrombie, I feel. But for me, it was that whole, oh God, I, I'm, I'm almost like cringing just thinking about it. But like the popped collar, polo, puka shell necklace, so boot cut jeans and sandals look man I had so dude. many puka shell necklaces but it was so bad man. Huh? <laughs> yeah double pop collars I, okay <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i'm uh, being totally honest yes i did the double oh. pop collars. <laughs> awesome. and again biggest regret man it was the worst and i remember just it was just you know the moose the pop collar and it was always like a really bright shirt and then like a shirt I would actually wear. So I was like a white polo and then it would be like a pink one on the inside just to like have an extra pop of color. It was just the most douchey look possible. And it was the <laughs> biggest regret. And I don't even right, have, I mean, I don't own any of my Abercrombie clothes anymore. They're all gone or donated. All right. I think we're going to have to cut this here. We're going to have to rethink our friend choices right now. <laughs> <laughs> this, this boy from the suburbs. 
So I want to get into that set, the second part of that question, which is like, why did you give up on it? And when I asked, when I asked that, I guess how I'm thinking about it is more along the lines of like, kind of like the psychology of it. Like what, mm. what about you made you like, feel like, you know, this ain't it, this ain't it. Like, obviously like, right. This ain't it is like a vibe, but like what specifically about it made you be like that? And I can go first on this one. So like specifically for me, the sagging pants thing was like just functional right in my mind after a while i was just i can't fucking walk and you know <laughs> they fell off right in front of my crush kind of thing right and so it's just like it's not it's literally like not working i can't do i can't i can't do, what do me walk i i, I can't yeah. walk i can't function correctly right <laughs> and so personally right the reason why I, I specifically gave up on that was more function than like confidence or something else like that and so i'm curious to know on your end but did you feel confident when you were doing it at first? Yeah, I would say I would say yes. I I think like when I was sagging my pants and when I wasn't, it was just like I still felt like me. Yeah. There wasn't any moment that was just like wow, like I feel really stupid sagging my pants. And, well, besides the function functionality part, like, right? But like I, I I feel I don't feel confident. I don't feel like me. I I feel like I'm just dressing this way just to fit in. Kind of, there was never any of that, right? I just decided like. I can't walk. I must not sag pants. Right. Yeah. For me, I don't, I don't really know. It was just, you know, when you like look at yourself and you're just like, look at this. Like you're, yeah. You're <laughs> literally like, this ain't it. But you kind of wear it because everyone else was wearing it at the time. Hmm. And then you kind of just, yeah, I don't know. I just looked at myself and I was just like, these polos. These like crazy designs and colors. This ain't it. This ain't it. For me, it's very similar to yours, Doug, where I was just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like this, this ain't it at all. But then also, also mixing in a little bit of you too, Daniel, it just wasn't comfortable. Like, I don't know if maybe it was just my body type, you know, I'm not a skinny guy. And so for me, you know, those polos were always like tight across the chest um, and like the pants didn't really fit that well. And they were all really thick material. And I, I run hot, like I'm always sweating, which is just a huge inconvenience, but I think a combination of it, just not being comfortable, being really thick. Also where there's no reason to wear two polos and there's no reason to pop the collars. Like that was just like, I think I just looked at myself one day and I was just like, this is just not how I want to look. And it's not, it's not even comfortable. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I feel like I don't even look cool and it's not comfortable. It's like a double, it's too negative. There's no way you're coming back from that. <laughs> Double negative is a positive though. Man, no. Nah. <laughs> but, but it is funny though, because I did give polos another shot during my professional working career. Right. And I just bought a white polo and I was like, oh, I think this is it. <laughs> hmm. but I don't know if it's like. Sometimes things come back around, but again, Keep the collar down and you'll be fine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Just keep the collar down and you'll be good. That's all I <laughs> ask. That's all I ask. Words to live by right there. Should I bring back the puka shells? Absolutely not. 100%. No, absolutely not. Okay, just on your wrist. Just on your wrist. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your thought process behind um, behind your fashion choices and, and, and why you decided to cancel them at some point <laughs> cancel myself and so i guess a, <laughs> cancel myself so i have a follow up question here 
um, that I hid from you guys on the agenda <laughs> because I kind of want to get your first, first thought impressions. Right. And so we've talked about it before, like in a, in a past um, offline session and a little bit here, but you guys dress more on the safe side, I guess, as, as you guys have identified, right. You guys right. have kind of outlined here, let me give it some context to our listeners. One time we, us three did an exercise just for fun to describe each other's um, fashion sense, fashion style. And the kind of um, outcome of what that was, is that like Doug is very safe, very grayscale. And then Han, like, I mean, if you, you heard him here talk about it too with the, um, what's it called? The pole pole where everything matches with each other kind of thing. Oh, capsule. capsule. With the capsule. Yeah. Pole. What was I thinking? With the capsule thing, right. In, 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 a, in, um, and having that kind of like, let me go with options that all go together. Like not necessarily like risky, but not necessarily like totally safe either, but just right. kind of in that zone. That's very comfortable. Right. Um, and so my question here is right. So you guys pretty much like identify with having like a safe mentality when it comes to clothing, right? Grayscale, low risk. Right. But when it comes to go out and doing stuff, trying new things, right? Anything, trying a new place to eat, going to a, a, a different kind of whatever, rave or, or just doing anything, right? Your, your personality doesn't reflect that at all. I would say you guys are very like, right? Not safe. You want to try anything, right? When it comes to, I mean- you guys have talked about going to like, you know, like Asia SF. What's wrong with that, right? You know what I'm saying? And so why isn't your risk, why isn't your like fashion risk correlated with your personality when it comes to going out and doing stuff, right? Like if you can sit at a table with, you know, trans dancers at Asia SF, why can't you wear the color orange? That's Is it ain't question. it? <laughs> What did you, what, what? Cause it ain't it. <laughs> Cause it ain't it. <laughs> wow, that's the most simple answer ever. It's actually a really good question. And I like that you framed it in a way that, you know, why does our personality not necessarily match our fashion sense? And I can see kind of where you're getting at here because I think a lot of people like to express themselves through fashion. In that same way, I'm kind of going to bring it back to the first question that you asked, which is around identity. For me, I feel like I've always been in flux with my own identity, whether it was being an Asian in an all-white neighborhood growing up or even moving to Korea and back. And so I feel like things have always kind of been up in the air. I feel like the fashion choices I make are to help keep me rooted and to help understand that the clothes don't make the man, the man make the clothes, right? And so I try to live by that in the sense that I try and keep things simple. I have a couple pieces. And again, I'm, I'm literally using the word pieces to say there are some things that are a little bit more outlandish or a little bit outside of that comfort zone when I'm feeling in that sort of mood. But I don't want that to necessarily reflect me as a person. I think I want to be someone who is approachable, rooted in who I am, sure of myself. And that's what my closet helps me to, to show, I guess, to the world. But my personality doesn't necessarily reflect the same. And that was a lot deeper than what I had. <laughs> that ain't it yeah i mean besides it ain't it <laughs> I, I mean I, like to me i think it kind of all revolves around comfort right so you know when i wear clothes you know just looking to be comfy right but 
the more that I did think about this, I think it ultimately came down to like confidence, right? Um, mainly because, well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know Han as a kid, but based off of the stories he's told and, you know, based off of my personal experience, you know, you know, I'm pretty sure we weren't like the most popular kids, you nope, know, definitely not. And so when it comes to confidence and fashion and not being confident, you know, I, I see that we probably tried, you know, fitting in. Oh, you tried. Okay. So you're trying like to like step out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Step out of the comfort zone to try. And to then you were, in. you were kind of um, not punished for it, but like it didn't, the outcome wasn't good with yeah like with just, the mean kids yeah yeah and so it was just to me it was just like this isn't really me right like i don't know maybe that was like a realization that i had without actually realizing it when i was mm -hmm. like way younger um because at some point i was just like you know why why am i going to try to wear something that i'm not really going to wear right so i think it just comes down to like a lot of it is just confidence and maybe a lot more of it is just more deep rooted in the past than I, I you know, and we can I, analyze in one session at least. Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like we're going the opposite direction, right? Where it's that I don't care attitude so that yeah. if we get criticized for it, it's one of those things where well, I don't care. Right. It's mm -hmm. not something that I pay attention to. I don't put a lot of thought into. So maybe it, it could be viewed also as a defense mechanism, right. In a sense, that's like, Hey, this is just what I wear. It's comfortable. It's simple. And therefore it's hard to criticize. And therefore you're kind of safe in that sense, right. From yeah. that criticism where, like you said, and like we've talked about is that we didn't feel comfortable in our own skin with some of the other previous choices we made while trying to fit in. So almost maybe it's a defense mechanism. Who knows? That was a good question. What about you, Daniel? Yeah, I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I thought of these questions. I didn't really think of answers, <laughs> but I really <laughs> like Doug and Doug's answers. And it made I me, did too. it made me think, <laughs> let's just do an experiment with kids and put them all on like a farm and let them choose all their own clothes and if when they grow up are they going to be more liberal kind of thing without being judged by it? i don't know Here, here's um, one thing i will say and i will commend you for daniel is that i feel like you make choices off of things you like and don't care if other people like them or not like i think that yeah. there are definitely items that we've all made fun of you for, if I'm being totally honest, <laughs> but I've always really admired your ability to be like, I don't care. I like it. Uh, and again, I think coming back to the whole confidence thing with Doug, that's also awesome in the sense that you feel like, Hey, I like this. I think I look good in it. I don't care what you say. And I think that to me is also awesome and also shows your personality in that sense too, of just not afraid of putting yourself out there. And I really commend you for that. Hmm. Thank you. I hadn't really thought of that. You that wasn't for you, Doug. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said Doug. No, I said Daniel. Oh. Let's let's cut that out. Nah, I don't keep it in. Um yeah, that's actually funny that you mentioned that because as you were saying it and thinking about like Doug's answer in terms of like putting yourself out there and then kind of being, you know, laughed at or whatever there was there was negativity in return. The way the way I think about it, at least in terms of like fashion and like what I decided to buy is like I wasn't you know, like I wasn't really able to like go out and buy my own clothes in like right. middle school, certainly not high school kind of thing. I was just always had like hand-me-downs and stuff like that. Not that it was a bad thing. I'm, I'm super happy with the clothes that I had kind of thing. But like now that like I have my own money, I'm more liberal with it. Right. And I just, I don't know. I just want to try things and, and just see how it works. That is true though. After Han did say that, 
that is also something that I could commend about you that, you know, you'll just wear like a Star Wars t-shirt or, like, <laughs> or a BTS, BTS sweater. I don't know if that's actually yours. Yeah. The biggest <laughs> thing for me, honestly, was the zip up shark hoodie that covers your face. Tell oh, yeah. That was the most outlandish yeah. thing ever. And I, I wasn't there when you purchased it, but I remember when you came back, I was like, the hell is this, man? <laughs> it's bait, man. Did you not? Um, did Okay, did kids wear that in Marin when you were growing up? What, babe? Yeah. I, I don't even think babe, was babe around? I, yeah. I don't know. Or oh. at least in high school for us, it was. Yeah. Oh, it was? Okay. But, yeah. but it was think, like very scarce. It was very scarce. Yeah, because it's like, like hell real, expensive. Yeah, only all the kids that resold sneakers could afford it. Uh, so that's okay. why I'm kind of curious, just if you had the exposure to that. I'll thing. leave you with this. There's a reason I wore two <laughs> polos. <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. Love that. All right. To all of my baddies listening on the other end, thank you for staying with us this far and listen to us talk about our fashion sense and listen to me grind into my bros' brains about why they made certain fashion choices. And I hope that you guys um kind of gained an insight onto either how you're dressing or 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 how we i don't know come to make these decisions and i hope you think a little bit deeper too about you know where your money is going when it comes to spending on these products and and how long you're keeping um the products in your closet because even though you're just one person i'm telling you right now it makes a difference so with that amen amen <laughs> with that um we are going to move into our last segment which is the rapid fire questions. All right, you guys ready? Let's do it. Yeah, ready. Uh, it doesn't matter who answers first. I'm just going to ask it. Question one, NBA sleeved jerseys, yes or no? No. No. No, really? I would say yes. That, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I got Curry to autograph the Christmas sleeve jersey, and I was oh, like, really? this jersey's awesome, but maybe objectively I should say no. But I, I think <laughs> No, no, stick with your choice. Stick with your choice. <laughs> Couples matching outfits, hot or not? I'm going to be so lame. I'm going to say hot. <laughs> I'm going to say not. I only match because I think it's it's funny. Not because I think it's cool. There was a while when I was younger when I was like hot. Then I went through a, a thing of like definitely not. And now I'm kind of back on like, oh, maybe. Okay. Small caveat to that. I think when I mean matching outfits, I think like dressing similarly or maybe same color scheme. I think that's tight. But if it's like the same exact shirt, I don't know about that. Okay, hundred percent agree with that. Hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> Question three: Did you guys fold your socks inside your shoes during the two thousands? Yay or nay? I did, but I hated it. I did not because I didn't know about it. <laughs> I hundred percent did, and I hated it a thousand percent. Double polo gang. <laughs> Double polo gang. Puka shells. The year is two thousand fourteen. Are you wearing candy on your wrist to EDC? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Interesting. The year is 2022. You wearing candy on your wrist to EDC? Yes or no? Yes. What makes you think I'm going to EDC when I'm in 2022? <laughs> because we are going to EDC in 2022, dog. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> oh, no candy. Yes. I would say I would say yes, actually. It's a good talking point to meeting people. Fair enough. Oh, interesting. I just should just put my emergency information on there in case anything happens. Question, uh, last question. <laughs> Who is your favorite operator in Warzone? Stitch. <laughs> Oh, really? Rose. One. Everyone loves Rose, though. <laughs> Everyone loves Rose for one specific it, it, reason. Yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> I'm going ghost. All right, guys. Thank you for your very funny answers and for all of your time tonight. 
to all our, li- all our listeners, thank you for your time as well. Stay safe out there. And we'll see you next week for episode two of the trilogy on the transformation of the Bay Area. Reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at 3AD Podcast. We know how precious time is these days. So we want to thank you for spending some of your time with us. As you go on into tomorrow, go on unapologetically, go on as a positive force, and most importantly, go on with your bad self.